2: I'm Alan Watt, and this is Cutting Through the Matrix on May the 12th, 2008. Newcomers, look into CuttingThroughTheMatrix.com, and you'll find lots of previous shows that you can download and listen to your heart's content. Information will make you too happy, but that's not the intent of it, is to make you more conscious, to try and make you wake up into the higher reality, the true reality Uh, that's been hidden from you and the one that you've been indoctrinated out of or away from. Also look into alanwattsentinel.eu where you can get transcripts which you can download for printing and pass them around to your friends. They're done in different tongues of Europe. Now people who listen to me frequently will find it's much like turning on the TV or the radio And someone's there every time, and you expect it becomes routine, and you don't ask questions as to how they manage to do it. Well, I don't do this because it makes a lot of money. It does not make money. I do it because someone had to come out into the patriot business and try to get a different perspective out to the people with the history and all the histories I've been giving out to do with this particular system of mind control. And that's what our society really is based upon. And for those of you who've contributed to me, I really thank you. But there are thousands out there who listen in all the time. There's even authors admitted they're making money off the talks I give. They take all the data and put it into books and sell it. Other stuff goes into videos. Meanwhile, uh, I don't bring the money in here. And one day I won't be here. It'll be just very quick, very sudden, and I'll be off because I don't sell very much at all. It's all my books and so on I sell. That's all I exist on. I don't push and promote advertising. If I did, I'd have an easy five grand a time. But then it'd be commercial, you see. And it's hard to mix what we're doing right now in this particular war with commerce. I try not to compromise myself. the the, the, the particular radio station I'm on right now manages to keep going because advertising will pay for all the staff they need to put these shows out. But for me, I don't get paid to remember by the radio station. And I'm not out to make a great name for myself or give out stacks of stuff totally free because if I do that, I'd have to push advertising as well to support myself. That's how others do it. So for those who want to contribute, you know how to do it. It's on my website, and you can certainly do so. Otherwise, one day I will go off and just start teaching small groups again into the higher realities behind all of this, the stuff that's normally referred to by those who don't understand it as the occult. And there's a lot of occult behind the system with a, a very, very long history. And I know a lot more than the stuff you get taught in the books that you buy off the shelves or by supposed ex-illuminati. So that's my uh, self-promotion, my shameless self-promotion for today, hopefully for this week. It's a bad thing when you have to push this out, because this is a full-time job, seven days per week. I don't have staff. I do the secretarial work, I cook, I take the dog out, I go to the stores, I post the staff off, and it literally leaves me no time, seven days per week, for myself. I'll be back with more, and hopefully not too much more bitching after these messages. I'm Alan Watt, and we're back cutting through the matrix. And I've been going on about eugenics and how the system really works for quite some time. The big institutions behind it, the power organization at the top of it. And since the days of Thomas Malthus, of course, they have published their agenda, although it was not new even in Malthus's day, because the ancient Greeks also had ways of depopulating their islands when they thought they were too numerous and they'd actually arrange for wars to be fought including arranging who was going to win and including uh, who would sell how many slaves they'd capture and how they would split the difference there's nothing new in all of this plunder is plunder and people are just collateral be bought and sold or used in this system and it doesn't matter how many names they give it democracy whatever or commercialization or capitalism it's all based on the same old tier system. All systems technically have always been fascist, and if they don't start that the way, they, they become that way rather quickly once a hereditary oligarchies are in place. And talking about oligarchies, here's a man here, Prince Philip of England, the Queen's husband, the one who, each time he opens his mouth, gets in the soup, as they say, because he can't help but. Uh, being a good Nazi, the man has said many statements in the past along the Nazi lines, and it's no secret now that mainstream authors have done their homework and got into the royal family's connections in the past with even the Nazi movement. They weren't just sympathizers, some of them were heavily involved in it, and one king actually abdicated because of his feelings. Prince Philip himself. Had an uncle, and I, and I think it was his father, to be his uncle for sure, who was given a Nazi SS uniform personally by Adolf Hitler. And that was all rec- documented in the British newspapers a few years ago. And Prince Philip, of course, is the titular head of many of the organizations to do with sustainability, the World Wildlife Federation, and all these big foundations that work together to. Project a plan into the future and get the public to comply. And the public do, they adapt into all these things, thinking it's wonderful, it's nice, and well, like furry animals, and etc. And we don't realize it's another agenda. There's always another agenda behind it to serve a few, not to serve the many. So here's Prince Philip, opened his mouth again in between taking sips of uh, well stocked brandy. And he's, this, is the, this is from the Telegraph. On the 10th of May, 2008, it says, Prince Philip, just too many people to feed. And I was waiting for them to come out with this stuff. We've heard about the the sudden crisis in food supply. Very, very sudden. Then you look into the Royal Institute of International Affairs, I've gone over the fact that they've been pushing an agenda on all these coming food shortages for years. They've think tanks working on it, and they've published the findings on their own website. Look into it. So here they get the big shots now to come in on it. To convince us there's too many of us. And this is by Patrick Sawyer. The Duke of Edinburgh says global, overpo- global overpopulation is to blame for rapidly rising food prices. In an interview for a documentary with Sir Trevor MacDonald, he says the food prices are going up. Everyone thinks it's to do with not enough food, but it's really that demand is too great, too many people. The Duke adds it's a little embarrassing for everybody. No one quite knows how to handle it. Nobody wants their family life to be interfered with by the government. He says that overpopulation is to blame for many of the problems afflicting millions of people around the world. The comments will spark renewed debate about population growth and birth control. Exactly that's what it's meant to do. And refocus attention on the Duke as a figure of controversy. Sir Trevor was granted unparalleled access over several months to the Duke, who, while playing a central role in Britain's monarchy since his marriage to the Queen more than 60 years ago, has remained something of an enigma. The film paints an intimate portrait of the Duke and his dedication to conservation. Now, that's a little phrase there, dedication to conservation. You should really go into all the meanings of that. And don't just see it from your own little box. Or your own little spot on the planet get above it and see it from the least point of view in it he condemns the present of preoccupation with animal rights at the expense of hard hearted decisions another little phrase to think about hard hearted decisions about the conservation of species he's also talking about you and different classes of you because this again is the eugenics agenda too many of the lower types at the bottom, and they have to eradicate them to preserve themselves at the top. That's a prime belief system that they have. It's a prime tenet of their belief system. The Duke, a portrait of Prince Philip, is to be shown in two parts on ITV Sunday and Tuesday at 9 p.m. So now they're bringing out, which was expected, the big shots, who have made no secret of their disdain for the multitudes in past years. And Prince Philip has made so many comments and put his foot in it, It it's just unbelievable. Uh, Back in the 50s and 60s, he was out in the newspapers telling the British population that they were just too lazy, they were terrible workers compared with the Germans, We should all emulate the Germans, who, uh, after having billions of dollars pumped into the German economy to get it off the ground after World War II, was leading Europe. And he was envious of this. He had disdained for the British worker. That should, there's no wonder there, because he himself is, is, is really purely Prussian. Even though he came from Greece, he's purely inbred Prussian. So that shouldn't surprise anybody. But it's, it's amazing, as you think. We, we, we're taught to believe we're somehow progressing along down through time in space on planet Earth. And people change and become nicer somehow. Uh, that's why the unions have all disappeared. Uh, a great propaganda campaign has been waged through big corporations down to the man in the street to make you think we don't really need the unions anymore because, because people who own corporations have evolved into nicer beings and they care about you. And that's why your pensions are tossed out the window or lost in big, the big casino, they call the stock market, or you're just laid off. And you lose everything when one corporation buys out another, etc etc etc. nothing has changed in human nature for thousands of years nothing at all. The only thing that's changed are the techniques of controlling the minds of the masses. there's never been such a time of unparalleled science available to those at the top sciences which are psychotronic and Psychological. They've never had univer- a universal school system, education system, where everyone on the planet is going to be taught the same history, the same facts, the same disinformation, the same reality. And they'll all come to the same conclusions about everything, thinking as their own conclusions. They have to arrive at those conclusions because that's how their program works. But very few people realize this as they dance down through time, and each generation is separated from the last and previous generation because because the science of even separating the age groups has been perfected. At one time, not so long ago, generation after generation, especially on the land, wore the same kind of clothes as their parents did. They sang the same songs as their parents did, and great-great-grandparents did. What's happened? What has happened is separate all the generations. Well, that had to be done because, as I said in the 1700s, to destroy the family unit, you must first destroy the generations. That's grandma, grandpa, etc. And then you start separating the children from the parents, man from wife, and then you must separate the generations within even the younger age groups. That has been done so successfully. And sure enough, we hum the songs and sing the songs and whistle them uh, that that were given for our supposedly our generation because you, you will identify with the young guys on TV, never dreaming that professional people, often very old people put them together as groups and wrote the stuff that they put out called music given the fashions to where to promote to the youngsters and, and you'll never get out of that that imprint that's put into your mind that this is your unique generation this is your stuff your fashion your music that's how it's done very simple and I've gone through in the past some talks and books put out by the big behavioral psychologists like Skinner and others to show you the kind of grasp they already had on the human mind of both genders and both genders down through their lives, from all the age groups, they understand what you're going through at 5, what you're going through at 10, 15, 20, 40, 50, 60, all the way up to about 80. They know the changes that you will go through. They know exactly what opinions will change as well as you get older. And But more, more importantly, they know that the older you get, the more defeated you will think you become because the world and the weight of the world and the changes and the rapidity of changes will seem overwhelming. And that is true. Most people are giving up. Giving up when they hit 40 or so and start seeing their own mortality for the first time. They give up on that drive of life. They give up on participating in things. And then once they hit 50, they're looking forward to a pension and they hope, they hope, the the last 10 years will whiz through so quickly and they can put their feet up and go fishing and hopefully die in their sleep one day. What a sad future for people to look forward to. And yet I've met people personally, even relatives, who said these very things to me. You can see broken people when they've lost enough jobs and they've watched factory after factory closing down. It's a sad thing to see a relative, an older one, telling you he wishes he was retired and that he could speed up and get there so he can go fishing for a few years. Back with more after the following messages. Hi folks, this is Alan Watt cutting through the Matrix giving you unpleasant news but it's the only news that really matters because we're in a fight a real literal fight for life and death and people realize this war has been going on against them their whole lives on the one hand they've been taught they have the, the greatest medical system ever devised the science is on the cutting edge so technically we should be healthier and healthier so what's the problem well when you go into the writings of the same peoples who own the sciences and you find out that their agenda is depopulation, why should they help you or extend your life or help you be fit when they actually want to eradicate most of you? Then you start to put two and two together. Yet we have been under attack our whole lives long by people a bit smarter and employed to be smarter, people like Prince Philip. It doesn't take too much more to be smart or smarter than him. However, he has the power and he's he's up there where the psychopaths are and he doesn't have to have the smarts. He can employ people to have the smarts and use it for him on his behalf. Last night I was on a show and someone phoned in about funerals and about what they do with the blood and so on from the bodies they extract. And the funeral racket, as we know, is a massive racket. It, It plays on heavily at times of grief where people are more apt to part with lots of dollars or, or everything they've got sometimes so as so-and-so can have a good send-off. So they dress them up like some wax dummy and do all kinds of things like take organs and sell them to medical students for experiments and so on like that. This is the great macabre world of the funeral home. And how you treat your dead in all cultures and ages it reflects on the culture of the people, the, the, the mentality and the morality of the people. I don't mean simply the indoctrinated morality, which can be flexible and plastic. Being good at any era does not mean that you're a good person. It means you're, you, you follow the rules of your particular era, even if they're opposite those that were given to the previous generation. I'm about real morality because people in all ages find that by mourning those who, who die the shock of the death itself gives you more of a value on life itself. When people begin to debase the whole experience of dying and death, uh, then that culture has lost an awful lot because they have no real regard for life. Here is a little article that was sent to me from Seattle. It's from the Seattle Times, Friday, May the 9th, two thousand and eight. It says a nation report, and it says here device similar, it's called third option dissolve bodies and it's not just the way uh, or what it says it's so important it's the way it's sold to the public here, this whole thing, it's called greening too, a greener return to dust see, power conditioned with with any kind of nonsense and, we, and people start to parrot the words the terminology, remember what Lenin said we shall win by slogans, well that was a psychological technique, they understood People mimic; they repeat. And the more it's said, even though they don't really understand it, the more it seems real to them. It's very simple. Most people don't really understand what they're saying; they just repeat little slogans as though that's the answer. The slogan itself is the answer. And it reminds me reminds me of Sir Bert, Lord Bertrand Russell when he says, "There is no nonsense so arrant that it cannot be made the creed, I mean, the belief of the vast majority by." By subsequent government action, so or adequate government action, and that's the same with the whole greening phenomena and all the buzzwords that put into it. Even though uh, that uh, the Club of Rome came up with the whole idea of of, of blaming the public uh, for destroying the planet, so we'd be the enemy. We'd have to reduce our numbers and so on, and do what we're told. Allow ourselves to be governed and and author and will be under um, authorities rather than under governance and that's been very successful it's on a rampage right now so here getting back to the body issue and how when you have no respect for life or death or the dead it reflects both ways you don't respect the dead it means there's no respect for those who are living and it's called third option dissolve bodies and they sell it through the greening agenda it reminds me of soil and green and who knows where it will go After Prince Philip's talk on food shortages, device similar to a pressure cooker, church critic calls process undignified by normal love from the Associated Press. Concord, New Hampshire, since he first walked the planet, humans either buried or burned or dead. A new option is generating interest, dissolving bodies in lye and flushing the brownish syrupy residue down the drain. The process alkaline, Hydrolysis was developed in this country 16 years ago to get rid of animal carcasses, so now we're down to animals, you see. It uses lye, 300 degree heat and 60 pounds of pressure per square inch to destroy bodies, in stainless steel cylinders similar to pressure cookers. No funeral home in the United States or anywhere else as far as the equipment manufacturer knows offer it. Two U.S. medical centers use it—one on human bodies, but only on cadavers needed for research. So, uh, <laughs> it's fascinating as they go on and on to explain how environmentally friendly this new process is. Even though tyrants in the past used to dispose of dissidents by this very method, so people should look into this and read to see where society is going. You have a thousand clues every week as to where we're all heading. And little snippets of information, often either aside or above and below, you've got little quips on who's doing what to whom in Hollywood and what who's having affairs and yada yada. So it's all surrealistic. But nonetheless you're being told and programmed as to where you're all going. We'll be back with more after this break.
3: You're listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Because you
1: can handle the truth.
2: Hi, I am Alan Watt, cutting through the matrix and trying to point out the necessity in a healthy culture or society where you have respect for the dead a time where everyone reflects on themselves and it gives them an appreciation of life and the fragility of life too, which is very, very important in a society that's healthy and where people bond together and respect each other. During the whole Cold War period when they were amalgamating really the two systems and that was their function, if you go into the to the Norman Dodd report and the Rees Commission To do with the big foundations amalgamating the soviet system into the american and western system because those at the top this was confirmed too by the club of rome the other big think tank they call themselves the premier think tank Uh, they found that collectivism was much much better and easier to manage the people less obstacles in their way when they can just rush ahead and there's no no dissent from the public so Get have to demoralize the populations to demoralize the people, uh, degrade the people actually. And once you accept that you are degraded and behave that way, uh, then they can reshape and remold you. And to bring a new system in, you must eradicate by degradation all that was before. Everything that was held up and, and treasured by our culture must be eradicated. And we've lived through most of it and still a little bit to go, not much. And life itself is scoffed at and when you have no respect for life many things, major things can be done to you and everyone you know by big authorities including whisking you off to grab your organs or whatever they want to do with it that's what totalitarian systems do and that's where we're going very quickly this this last article is bolstered by this article it was from CNN.com and it was on, I think it was the 30th of April, 2008. It says, Things Your Body Can Do After You Die. And read how it's put across this article, because for the first half of the article, there's a lot of humor involved as you talk about cadavers and, and how, you know, you can be used, parts of you can be used after you die. And it's very humorous. You go down to past the getting married one, number two is. Unwind with a few friends, and they talk about Egyptian mummies. But here's the real, the real part that is meant to get into you too, to make you degrade even further. Tour the globe was a scandalous work of art. I've already mentioned this exhibition was on in California at one point, beginning in 1996 with the Body Worlds show in Japan, exhibits featuring actually flayed human bodies, and these were real cadavers, which they'd somehow preserved artfully flayed. Would you believe if you'd ever read something like this? Human bodies have rocked a museum circuit. Body Worlds is now in its fourth incarnation, and competing shows such as Bodies Revealed are pulling in $30 million per year. The problem is it's not always clear where those bodies are coming from. Dr. Gunther von Hagens, the man behind Body Worlds, has documented that his bodies were donated voluntarily to his organization. However, his largest competitor, their business competing with his stuff, Premier Entertainment, doesn't have a well-established donation system. Premier maintains its cadavers are unclaimed bodies from mainland China. And therein lies the concern. Activists and journalists believe unclaimed bodies as a euphemism for executed political prisoners. The fear isn't unfounded. In 2006, Canada commissioned a human rights report that found Chinese political prisoners were being killed so that their organs could be donated to transplant patients. China, remember, is what the United Nations has said a few times before, is the model state for the world. That means to emulate. Now, in February 2008, ABC News ran an expose featuring a former employee from one of the Chinese companies that supplied corpses to Premier Entertainment in the interview, he claimed that one-third of the bodies he processed were political prisoners. Not surprisingly, governments have started to take notice. In January 2008, the California State Assembly passed legislation requiring body exhibits to prove that rather than ban them, has been disgusting, you see. Here's a spin, requiring the body exhibits to prove that all their corpses were willfully donated. You, you see how it's going. And I, and I have photographs of the one that is set up in California when the exhibition was there. And there's these flayed corpses strung up on wires in different postures. And they call that art. What a degrading, degrading system we live in today. And this is only the, last, the latest disgusting thing that's happened under this great thing that's called art. Remember, art is controlled from the top down like all other culture creation when they were putting fetuses in jars of urine and calling the art, and so on. Everything to, to literally dehumanize, de-spiritualize humanity has been shown to us, been slapped in the face with it, and we sit back and watch these freak shows. And that's what it is. It's freak shows they're putting on for the public. And unfortunately, just like an old circus in the 1800s, many flock to see these, these freaky shows and they tend not to be too high up on the the mental ladder however but this is permeating society as we allow ourselves to be completely and utterly debased now when i go to the phones now and we'll see if mark from wisconsin is there is there mark yes hello hello um
3: yeah i I was going to mention that um i saw i saw a video clip where um the uh, the victims' families of 911 were complaining about what what they were doing with the ash. Uh, apparently, workers were finding body parts in the ash, and they had it all piled up in a field. And so, and so, what they did is they were filling holes
2: in the street with with some of this material. That's right. I read that part on the air from the newspaper at the time. Yeah. It's really. I mean, it's just. They were fill- actually they transported all the way to New York. In fact, some of it, and they were filling potholes in New York with it too. Yeah. It's incredible what's going on.
3: Hey, have you heard anything about what's going on in Iowa with uh, ICE setting up a FEMA camp and doing raids on illegals?
2: No. No, I I haven't. Uh, I do know that the CIA director, when he made that big announcement about the coming interracial strife and ethnic tension in the U.S., was really giving the command for it to proceed so I think they're going to start to stir it up very quickly. They already started in Britain with sending a battalion, a police of 1,200 police, to go through a certain area in London, and that's to get all the, the, the strife up. They want uh, internal strife across the Western world, uh, and, of course, out of the chaos and uh, suffering will come the particular order that's already planned. So get ready for it, because they'll stir it up at the right time.
3: Well, my antenna went up when they had a million uh Mexican immigrants march on may day mm-hmm. and uh, and 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 we're finding out that uh, many of these uh really far right uh, illegal alien groups are being funded by the CIA
2: the CIA and the Rockefeller Foundation they set up La raza they funded it. And and that's the premier one. It's the same bunch behind everything. They always, you know, most people never protest anything, doesn't matter what ethnic group you belong to, or you think you belong to, or you want to belong to. Uh, They they need leaders to come forward and do it. And financing. And so when you see big movements like that coming across, it took organisation, it took funding, and you always trace it back to the big foundations or or the CIA. You're quite correct.
3: I mean, to me, uh, Alan, it's not even believable. I mean, uh, our, the U.S. government has pretty much paid these people to come in, uh, mm-hmm. you know, free housing, Social Security, free medical. And, I mean, it's so obvious that they, that they planned this whole thing.
2: You're right. And it did the same in Britain, too, when they opened the floodgates mainly from India. At the same time, they were telling you that Britain was overpopulated as it was, they were claiming, even though that the rate had dropped drastically since the 1940s. Um, they opened the floodgates, claiming they had to do this to to pay off the national debt. There weren't enough Britons being born to pay off the debt, supposedly. So, and I knew then. I said that they're, they're setting up the chessboard for the future uh, internal strife.
3: Yeah. Right, right. And I've heard too that the local police departments, where they're having uh, these Muslim riots and, and such, I believe in France, uh, found out that they were pretty much all staged.
2: Yes, that's right. That's right. I and mean, that's what I tell young people from all groups, don't join groups. I'll guarantee you the person you're following is paid by your own security forces. That came out in Canada, by the way.
3: Yeah. Right, right. With those, those agents who uh, were, uh, they were acting as demonstrators at the SPP, uh, there was a demonstration against the SPP. Well, they found out three of the, the guys who were about to throw rocks were actually uh, policemen. And right. uh, the Canadian government has already admitted to it now.
2: Yeah, and, and the, the young guys who are in trouble with supposedly planning uh, some some terrorist attack in Canada uh, found their leader on the internet, who is well funded and who is a Muslim and who works for uh, the Canadian Security Intelligence Service. He was on television admitting it.
3: Right, right. So, so it looks like uh, they've got ongoing operations. They're getting ready for uh, racial strife. They're yeah. they're setting up mock FEMA camps to train to train. Uh, the policemen and the military to start taking in start processing large numbers of people.
2: That's right. I
3: mean, where do we go from here, Alan? I mean, I do as much as I can in in informing people, but it's almost as if people don't even want to hear it. I mean, Mm -hmm. I I called, I don't know how many, 10, 10 state and federal officials. Uh, two days ago, and, and told them about the chemtrails. The Department of Natural Resources is, is looking into it, and he, one of them said that his friend has sent him some pictures, but they said they haven't had any complaints at all.
2: That's I mean, a lie, yeah, it's a lie, because I, I get enough people who have sent me documentation and copies of the letters I've sent, and there's hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of them.
3: <laughs> I actually left a message on the uh, executive officer's uh, uh, message machine from the air base where these planes are coming from. <laughs> yes. Hey, guess what? He didn't get back to me.
2: <laughs> no, 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 they won't. They won't do that, no. But uh, but thanks for calling, though. Thank you. And i got Michael from Pennsylvania dear Mike. Hello, Mike. Uh, yes. Yes, go ahead.
4: Yes, uh, Mr. Watt, um, I'd just like to say, uh, first off, it is a pleasure to speak with you. I first heard you on uh, Coast to Coast AM back in uh april of 2006 and um i have all your books and uh they're just great um this is my third time that i'm uh reading them the first time it was like a little hard to to um comprehend but uh um i have a few uh questions oh but i want to say one thing real quick um uh about a year ago i wrote you a handwritten letter And you sent me a handwritten letter back, and I just thought that was so great. Thank you so much, Mr. Watt. Like, that just meant so much to me. Yeah. Um, What do you call it? My my, uh, first uh, question is my uh, wife is due um, on the 20th of this month, and um, what can I do um, about not having the
2: doctors give my uh, daughter the uh, vaccines? Well, the first thing is, of course, that there really isn't a law that they have to. The way the laws are set up and they're trying to push it through to get into school, you'll have to have vaccines. But this is giving you a breathing space. In the meantime, you don't have to have babies inoculated so far. And there's lots of sites up there uh, that are leading this campaign, uh, the truth campaign to do with inoculations. Yes. With lots of data... And as long as your wife goes along with it, um, you will certainly save the mind, hopefully intact, of your child. Yes, uh, yes, because uh, that
4: is that is my main, main, main concern. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, with all the spraying going on over our heads, 24/7. You yeah. know, it's 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 like this is war. Like this is world. This war is war. Three.
2: This is war. You're going through war right now. Yeah. You
4: know, I, like like you know me. Me and my wife uh, try to do, you know, what we can, you know, we have a lot of canned goods, we seal dried goods, um, I have a uh, water filter and a water distiller, and you know, we have water and all that, but I mean, God knows, you know, what they have in store for us, mm-hmm. you know? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> my last uh, question is, and um, thank you for uh, telling me and uh, giving me the courage to say no to the vaccines. Because I thought it was a law, um, I did not know, you know, that mm-hmm. I had to say so.
2: Yeah. And what, what you find, too, and I found this personally with people I know personally, um, there's one, it started with one man, it's been repeated many times, says one man whose daughters both uh, were married and had children, And the dolphin inoculations, they all came down with what's called, and even the doctors are taught this, this, the common childhood problems with with the the earaches and the the bad uh, sinuses and so on. And he managed to convince both of them not to get their third children uh, inoculated. And these are the only ones who have had none of these supposed normal childhood ailments. The the proof is there over and over and over.
4: Yes. Um, Yes, do I... You think that, um, the, uh, vaccines are stronger now than, say, they were in, like, 19, 1981 and, like, the mid, uh, 1980s, nine, uh, because that's when me and my wife were
2: born. Yeah. You
4: think they're stronger now?
2: I, I think to... it isn't a matter of just being stronger. I, I honest, George, honest with you, I believe that they were never meant. What we were given is not what, what it says on the vial. That, that's how paranoid I've become. Yes. About it. Now, I, I personally had a set of booster shots because uh, I was going abroad again on a tour about oh, 12 years ago. And within two weeks, I came down with crippling. And I mean, I was crippled.
4: Oh, my God. Rhe-
2: rheumatoid arthritis. Every finger on my, my hands popped. Every, every knuckle bust. Oh, and I, I had to treat I it would. myself because all the stuff they had was killing me and uh i i literally splinted every finger and right now i've got another attack of it it's been years since but it's, I've, I've, my finger splinted as we speak here and that was definitely I, I mean it doesn't take a rocket scientist or a detective to figure out uh where it came from i was fine and healthy up until it and it was the booster shots that got me so i don't believe that whatever they give you whether it's polio or whatever i think it really has always been from the beginning simple bio warfare There's no doubt the stuff they're giving the children now, especially when you look at the charts of autism and the skyrocketing uh, autism, uh, coupled with inoculations, there's no doubt about it. They're far more precise and effective for for disabling people. There's no doubt about it.
4: Oh, my gosh, yes. Okay, uh, thank you so much. My last question is, okay, what can I say to all the people, okay, who think it's all the Zionists? I mean, I argue with these people on the Internet, and they just don't get it. You know, it's Mm -hmm. not all the Zionists. It's not one big Zionist conspiracy. And Mm -hmm. I don't know how many times I've stressed that, Alan, but Mm -hmm. I just can't get through to them. What can I say?
2: I I, I wouldn't even bother wasting my breath because you're, you're talking to conditioned people, and it doesn't matter what evidence you show them. Uh, they will believe whatever they're been indoctrinated with and they've chosen to believe uh, especially when they're, when they're reading nothing but but uh, the same literature over and over and over uh, there's nothing that you can say that's going to change their minds yes totally totally yeah, so spend your energy on those so you can help yes yeah all right
4: Thank thanks so for calling Alan, it was a pleasure talking to you
2: we'll talk again
4: right.
2: Yeah. back after these messages Hi, I'm Alan Watt, and this is Cutting Through the Matrix now, but I'll call her from the UK here, I uh, one from Ireland. I'll take Mick from Ireland first. Are you there, Mick? Hello, Mick? Hello? Hello. Go ahead. Going? Yes.
1: Yes. Um, you were talking about target and dissidents and biological warfare, yeah? Mm-hmm. All right, so over here you got, um, do, do you know the connection with consciousness and then cannabis? Mm-hmm. So over the last two years, you started seeing uh, silica added in with cannabis. So yeah. after the silica added in with the cannabis, then they got more advanced and then lead with the cannabis.
2: Yes. So if that way of targeting think. Well, right. Ireland, unfortunately, is on the list it's always oh, been yeah. on the oh, list. No, no. The first. <laughs> yeah. And uh, even Scotland's been on the list as well, uh, with some of the other authors, uh, even over in the U.S. So, uh, certain people. That... What I noticed was the people who are all on the list are the ones who have given this system of commerce and banking trouble down through the centuries and haven't gone along. These are the people who are on the list as to be eradicated. Yeah.
1: Or is it the ones who have always been targeted?
2: Yes. Yeah, it's I'm obvious.
1: Sure. Yeah. I'd say Ireland more, is, and Scotland is more Catholic. Because mm-hmm. if you look at smoking bans, they come in first here. You look at the cops, they come in first here. Yeah.
2: Genocide, the worst here, you know? They've had genocide for centuries in Ireland. Even, as I say, it's not just uh, a, a potato famine. They were exporting more grain and, and foods to Britain to keep its wars going as the people in Ireland were starving, and uh, they even got the dragoons in to guard the ships while they were taking the food from the people. Yeah,
1: yeah or the Druid. They just divided and came in, wiped all that out.
2: Yeah. And there was a big motorway to Tara at the moment. That's right. They're trying to destroy all the national monuments, all the history, by putting yeah. a motorway through one of the oldest sites, not only in Ireland but in the whole of the U.K. Yeah, yeah they kicked all the activists off there the other week as well. A mm-hmm. couple of lives down there. Yes, and Tara is an ancient, ancient place, uh, uh, well connected too with, with ancient history, and uh, far older probably even than Stonehenge. And uh, here they are going to flatten it because it's still. Uh, they're trying to eradicate all culture and cultural history uh, that keeps the people together. You need a, a history and culture to keep you together. So you're being deculturalized at a big, big uh, rate. Yeah
1: culture seems to cause more problems than anything
2: over here I know, I know, and, and because those at the top know exactly how to get it uh, fomenting wars amongst people it's, in Pretty fact large. I think Ireland was a yeah. test bed for a lot of it yeah
1: Yeah. yeah. so what, what do you make of the cannabis contamination, like?
2: I, I really haven't got into that
1: uh,
2: much all right. at all alright well that was it well thanks for calling alright cheers <laughs> Bainer, I got Justin in the UK as well. Are you there, Justin? Hello, hello, Justin.
0: Hi, Alan. Uh, it's good to speak to you. Yes. Um, I've only just encountered your work recently. I've been trying to get uh, absorb as much of your work from your website as possible. Mm-hmm. So, um, just wanted to say it's good to see someone with a more pragmatic approach to this uh, sort of I don't know what they call the alternative history or conspiracy theory. Yeah. Type of thing. Um, yeah. I just had two questions as regards um, what I've heard of your work so far, regarding um, what appears to be the uh, power elite, which appear to be of the high Masonic tradition, as you say. Yeah. Um, what, do you think? Two questions. Do you think, from what I've heard you say, that we might see the so-called unseen? inner core, this power elite, will they, do you yeah. think they'll make themselves known because it appears that you are other people on the periphery that we see. Yeah, they're called, they're called the sort of hidden masters. Of this power elite at any time. Yeah, as uh, I say, that the music's coming on for the end of the show. I'll just
2: say, yeah, they've said in all their books that at the right time at the end they will appear to the public, but the public obviously will be so dumbed down they won't even comprehend what they're seeing by that time. So from Hamish myself, and In until Canada, it's good night, and may your God of your gods go with you.